0: today on Laura Lynn and Friends. Climate change zealots, they're completely insane. They feel they have to rush and get, destroy as much of of fossil fuels as possible in case the the other side ever gets back in, they won't be able to reestablish it.
1: Well hello everyone and welcome to the beginning of the last days. It sure is good to see you. It's a beautiful day actually here in uh, British Columbia. We are loving it and I just wanted to read a portion of my father's Bible. Let's see what uh, what my dad thought was important when um, he took this Bible and he underlined it uh, every single day and he'd love to Be in it. So, well, he underlined this whole section right here. It says, uh, in, in Isaiah chapter 65, for behold, I create a new heaven and a new earth and the former shall not be remembered nor come into mind, but be ye glad and rejoice forever in that which I create for behold, I create Jerusalem a rejoicing and her people a joy and I will rejoice and, and be joyful in my people. Well, I consider myself one of his peeps, you know, like sort of uh, they call it in the New Testament, the New Jerusalem. So now um, sometimes uh, they call me an anti-Semite that I'm a neo-Nazi or something at my event last week. We had 40 protesters and uh, Drea Humphreys, I think, is working on. Uh, a story regarding the big event we did. We had Dr. Mackis, who's outlining that there's over 93 doctors that have died in Canada since the rollout of the vaccine. Um, Actually, I think it's much more now. So he's uh, getting data on that every day. And he's going to join us after our first guest today to also talk about how six children have died in British Columbia, four children have died in Alberta. And these, these are just the sort of, prominent ones that you can kind of find information on. So we're going to talk about what is going on in our world. And uh, I'm very excited to say that, um, Mr. Martin Armstrong of Armstrong Economics is here, and he is always able to give us sort of what his machine is telling him and what's going to be happening. And so, Mr. Armstrong, thank you for waiting there in the background. We're very excited to have you here. And I see that uh, you've been writing about Twitter, and that seems to be on everybody's uh, mind these days.
0: Yes. I mean, look, I think that we have to understand that we're really kind of in this war um between left and right and it's happening on a global scale i mean it's even down in brazil and um you know twitter really got really out of hand and uh you know these people that blame oh well putin interfered in the elections you know this is exactly what what the left has been doing uh you know musk has released documents showing that they they banned Trump for no reason at all, just because basically they didn't like him. That was it. Um, you know, internally, you know, comments were back and forth that he really didn't violate any, any, uh, any of their rules. Uh, but they still took him off anyhow. I mean, this is <clears throat> the problem we have. And people have to understand that when the American Constitution was created. There was no social media like this. Uh, The media was basically, you know, pro people, and they were, you know, anti-king at at the time. Uh, So this idea of freedom of speech, etc. And the the Supreme Court basically uh, said that, you know, the, the Constitution is negative, it's not positive. So it doesn't really give you any rights. What it's saying is uh, the government shall not write any law against religion, you know, freedom of speech, etc. cetera. So it's not actually giving you a right. It's saying the government shall not. And so they've used this uh, <clears throat> because private companies are saying, well, we can do whatever we want because the constitution only restricts the government, not us. And so then you have this clandestine attitude behind the scenes where government is assisting various different social media. You know, we think this guy should be taken off this. I mean, that's all illegal, but you know, what are you gonna do? This is the world we live in. And they're trying to do pretty much the same thing that you saw in Germany. You know, it's, you, you basically target groups you um, you don't let them speak. You, you you and this is how you divide a country. And um, it's important to understand that there, there was a case, I believe, in Georgia against uh, Amazon because they were blocking um, you know unions. And what came out of it was that Amazon had a diversity index, and. <clears throat> they realize the more diverse your workforce, the less likely that they would ever get together because they're fighting with each other to ever form a union to go after the company. So the more diverse you create it, then that's basically you know the way to defeat unions. And this is what the government's actually doing. They're splitting everybody up. Uh, Just as you said, they were calling you a Nazi or whatever. As long as you can keep labels and attaching them to different people, it keeps them divided. Uh, So suddenly you're the enemy. It's not the government. Uh, And this is how they operate. And, And unfortunately, this is what we're going into into this, Thing the computer's been projecting for the collapse of all basic governments really by 2032. I mean, we've, we've just lost it really. Uh, that's really what's going on. It's, um, you know, in the 18th century, we revolted against monarchy. Um, and unfortunately the founding fathers of the United States listened to the fake news back in Roman times, and they believed Cicero. and Cicero was an oligarch and, and um, I mean, if you really look at history, when Caesar crossed the Rubicon, everybody cheered. It was the Senate that fled to Greece, right? Why would the Senate flee if the people were really supporting them? Um, so, you know, this is basically what you're, you're looking at. Republics are the most corrupt form of government possible. Um, they decide if we're going to go to war or not. We don't make those decisions. We're just told, you know, okay, fine, get, you know, get your gun and get out on the battlefield. Um, You know, so war is always created by those in power, not by the individuals behind it.
1: Right. Right. I'm kind of sad it's 2032 when all the governments fall, Uh, Mr. Armstrong. I was hoping that it was 2023
0: well, it's starting now, but I mean, it, it's going. You're you're looking at a complete revision. It's a
1: long road, right?
0: Yes, it, it's it's going to be a lot between here and there, including a war, etc. I mean, uh, these people are <clears throat> uh, absolutely insane. Really, uh, <clears throat> they're deliberately creating this proxy war against Russia. For climate change, they're not telling the truth any more than they told the truth about going in Iraq. Always got weapons of mass destruction that they never found. All right, um, there isn't one—you know—war that they've ever been truthful about. I mean, you can Google on on YouTube and find McNamara uh, and his apology before he died that we were wrong about Vietnam. We should not have been there. It was a civil war. It was not a communism versus capitalism. Uh, and he admits we got it all wrong. 50,000 American soldiers died because of that. All right, uh, World War One. I, I mean, World War 2 they, they've never be, ever really been about what they say they're about. It, it's just World War One is that same region and it, the bitter hatred there um, is is just unbelievable. I mean, I was met with the Yugoslav government before they all fell, and and you know they were saying, "Oh well, you know they they killed six hundred of us and threw us in, in a, a common grave." And I thought I just missed something in the news. I said, "Gee, you know, when did that happen?" Oh, about seven hundred years ago. I said, oh, yes, that one. Okay. <laughs> Uh, it, you know, the memories live on. Uh, and it, it, that's the way it is. Ukraine people have no idea. I mean, we've had employees in Donetsk and we've had employees in Kiev. Uh, and the two will never talk to each other. Uh, we did a conference in, in Greece, and the one from Kiev refused to even take a flight back that just connected through Moscow. <laughs> uh, she had to go to Greece. I mean, the hatred there is just it's ingrained and you're not going to change it any more than if you go to the Middle East between Sunni and Shiite. That's it. Right. You know, these things are not resolvable.
1: Do you do you think that it's almost like we're living in a psy-op world like we have uh, more uh, thousands and thousands of the illegal aliens coming in the lower border? It's it's absolutely unbelievable. Millions of people are literally invading the United States of America, while sometimes the Biden administration is either even still blaming Trump for some reason, or completely denying that there's a problem. Um, it, it looks like governor Newsom <coughs> finally was beginning to make some sort of comment that, well, what we're doing, isn't working texas is being invaded people and you know friends down there are very very upset by what's going on and the inflation uh the the government like biden's barely able to function with his dementia it's like we're in a psyop and everyone pretending that it's okay
0: no i know i mean look this is mainstream media they um you know you know back in the old days you had you know (laughs) Uh, Wilbur and Bernstein, they would have been tearing this stuff apart. Instead, oh, you know, the problem is Musk and, and all, the, you know, it's, it's just crazy. But <clears throat> what you have to understand, what I learned, I had the mandate from Hong Kong actually to try and negotiate with Australia. They wanted to buy an island and then <clears throat> maybe the upper left-hand corner of Australia. And I was meeting with, uh, you know, former uh prime minister paul keating and meeting after meeting and and i could not get anywhere i said look you realize i have a checkbook here i can pay off your national debt and and everything was no 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 and i finally just said is this racist because i just nothing made sense and he said no he says they are fleeing communism and if we allowed them to come in here, they would vote conservative. And he was a labor government. So <clears throat> that's, what's going on with all this, you know, uh, the illegal aliens coming in. They assume that the more they let in, they will shift the balance to their side. Um, and they'll just vote for them because we're letting them in and we're going to give them free money. Uh, it, it's. There's a lot of people that are, are moving around because of this.
1: I, I, do uh, you know what I sometimes wonder, uh, Mr. Armstrong, is uh, the people that are coming in, many of them have very conservative values. They're not pro-abortion. They're not pro-LGBTQ or transgenderism. Um, they're, they're actually mm-hmm. very family-oriented people. Some of them, uh, besides the cartels and sex traffickers that get through, but um, uh, many of them would actually, once, once being educated, may not vote Democrat. They might, in fact, go, thank God we got in, but we don't want this crazy stuff. So they might actually switch conservative.
0: Yeah, if, if you look at uh, London, for example, uh, <clears throat> who was against all the Muslims coming in? It was basically all the foreigners that, that, had came, that came in. Uh, the Indians, for example, uh, they had to prove they could speak English. They had to have a, a, a you know some sort of talent to get in. Most of them were in the medical industry, etc. Whereas these people were just coming in, you know, carte blanche. That's it. We don't care. Uh, if if you how screwed up this is, if you look at um, the Homeland Security in the United States, they will say. If someone from Ukraine is coming to United States, they are to be turned around if they do not have a vaccine. All right. Next paragraph, it says, however, if they come in through Mexico, no vaccine required. Um, it, it's just a complete, you know, Nothing nightmare. Makes sense. I mean, you could have you know the Black Plague and come in through Mexico. That's okay. You know, um, COVID. Oh no, you can't come anywhere close to us. But it, it, it's also um, nuts at, at this stage in the game, uh, and it just keeps getting worse and worse. I mean, it. You know, Biden is the perfect president for them because he just reads whatever's on the cue cards, <laughs> and right. and that's it. I mean,
1: um, what a joke! What a joke we're living. Well,
0: he doesn't, you know, he's the perfect president for him. And that's why they, they selected him and pushed him. Because it's the people behind him that have the agenda.
1: And do you think that's and Obama? Do you think Obama's running No, not running really. It, no?
0: It, this is is climate change zealots. They're completely insane. Um, and what's going on... They feel they have to rush and get, destroy as much of, of fossil fuels as possible in case the, the other side ever gets back in, they won't be able to reestablish it. Uh, th- this is why they, they want to destroy Russia. 50% of its GDP is all fossil fuels. Uh, they blew up the pipeline. Uh, anything they can do to to basically shut down this it's just insane uh the latest thing that just came out they're now pushing for a 10 mile or 10 knot speed limit uh on boats uh because they might hit a whale (laughs) all up and down the entire east coast you're going to kill the fishing industry um most of the people i mean that ends deep sea you know fishing as a sport, as well as the industry. I mean, and, and you're talking about 150 miles out into the ocean. And, you know, the whales, okay, fine. They come down here to Florida and it's a tourist attraction, uh, between December and March, they migrate like, with, like the birds do. All right. So they are not up top because it's too cold, uh, but it doesn't matter. You know, they, they do this carte blanche attitude always. Um, when they put in Obamacare, uh, I had Blue Cross and Blue Shield, all right? And then they called me and said, well, we have to cancel your policy. I said, what's the problem? Well, you don't have maternity leave. I said, well, I don't think I'm going to get pregnant unless I go to California, maybe. But, um, you know, it's they had to change my policy. I had to get supposedly maternity leave in case I got married, I guess. I don't know. And then they sent me cards for, for my kids. I said, I don't have kids, little kids. And they said, oh, you're not paying anything more for it, but you have to have it by law. <laughs> so the, the joke became like, well, let's just go downtown and adopt all the kids in the, in the neighborhood and they're all covered. I'm not, but you know, <laughs> right. it, it, this is the crazy thing. Right. They, the, they, they don't look at anything uh, on a practical level. I mean, the same thing my mother was like in her 80s, you're talking about maternity leave. I mean, you know, it's, they get some kid down there and says, oh, well, you know, women should have maternity." Yes, I don't think anybody disagrees with that. However, there is a practical biological (laughs) limit to these things, you know, and and that's, that's the problem. They don't look at these things that way. So here you have them banning all you know, everything and and at the same time they're admitting there's only three hundred and fifty whales. So you're shutting down the entire fishing industry up and down the entire east coast of the United States for three hundred and fifty whales that somebody might hit with a boat. Wow. I mean it, it you can't make even make sense. up yourself. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't. Up exactly um and then they'll, they'll probably blame putin because the price of fish is going to go up <laughs> <laughs> um, it's all his fault you know it, it's right? just it's crazy it's absolutely crazy i mean the people that are just making these decisions um have no experience and they they just seem to be some sort of zealot that's it and it's we just have to do this i mean even if you look at the statements from uh, Ukraine, I mean, Ukraine is the most corrupt, you know, country in Europe, if not the world. Even the IMF refused to give them more money until they started cleaning up corruption. And if you look at the statements from Zelensky, you know, and he wanted, you know, argued against the $60, you know, limit on oil, said it should be 30. We have to destroy their entire economy. I mean, how, and, and then we're going to keep giving this guy, you know, weapons, and, and he will create World War Three. That's it. I mean, the, the hatred there is the same as what created World War I with the Serbs and the Austrians, etc. cetera. Uh, none of these things, there's, there's just no resolution to it.
1: Right. When I see this guy from... um from the Ukraine, uh, I mean, he just—he looks like such an actor, much like our prime minister. Like they're just good-looking actors who make sure that they kind of have this suave side of them, and then uh, they can't be trusted at all—complete sociopaths. And then demanding from the United States—I mean, how does he even have the gall unless he feels he could be that demanding of the United States, and they're just all in with him, like something just smells so bad. All of it is so corrupt. And of course the Hunter Biden laptop and what, what we know or don't know about Ukraine and China and, and all of the, you know, how, how Biden was connected to all of that and yet no justice. I mean, there just seems you can impeach Donald Trump. Was it two or three times that they tried, but, but you can't get Biden on the, the evidence that is glaring everyone in the face.
0: Well, I think the Republicans will probably move for an impeachment when they finally get in. But um, you're looking at, you know, the the truth here is they want war. And the real issue is that um, they've been borrowing money since World War II every year, and they never have any intention of paying anything back. So what's happening here is that the, the financial system is collapsing. The central banks—they um, can't control inflation or anything anymore. Uh, what you have to understand is when Keynesian economics was came into play, and during the depression, U.S. government had a balanced budget. We, you know, the private sector. We were the ones that are speculating, etc. So at least this the idea of of raising and lowering interest rates to impact demand made sense. But today, the government is the biggest borrower in in on the landscape. If they raise interest rates, it only increases their spending. They no politician says, "Oh, gee, they want us to spend less." Have you ever heard of such a thing? Right. I mean, it. You know and it's it's just complete insanity so the central banks are in a you know they're up against the wall they cannot stop this type of inflation because it's based on shortages which were set in motion by covid all right and but government doesn't it, it's just they will never admit a mistake ever and do you do you think and,
1: there's an answer so if we get a new government we get uh, donald trump back potentially 2024 or or whomever um do, is is there a way to fix this
0: probably not i think we've gone too far um and <clears throat> they're they're trying to create war probably uh, as early as next year but the scenario is that to get <clears throat> U.S. is not going to like um, do a a first strike or something like that. They want to pretend that they have the white hat, and so they're talking about sending you know uh, Patriot missiles over there. And Ukraine is is it's the most distrustful government. Period. I mean, they will fire them and then claim that you know Russia shot at them first or whatever. I mean, they will start World War Three. I mean, and that's it. and so and I think the U.S. knows that, and so does NATO. So <clears throat> NATO's basically told um, Poland uh, to double its its military, uh, going from one hundred and ten to two hundred fifty thousand people. Uh, it, it, they're doing this all along, and they're they're, you know, and what we hear is oh to stop Russian imperialism, which is a complete nonsense. Um, there's no way, you know. Ukraine I mean I mean, you can even try and search there are no Ukrainian coins period why? Because Ukraine was never a country before alright the first coins you see that even had anything Ukraine on were issued by the Nazis the Nazis got them to, to join them uh, on the promise that they will create Ukraine uh, and uh, the Donbass that you know, they're trying to attack was a civil war started by the West. As soon as 2014 happened, an interim government appointed by the West, not elected, immediately sent troops to attack the Donbass, all right? And you have two, the first, you know, Russian leaders, Khrushchev and Brezhnev. Brezhnev, they were born there. Khrushchev is the one who rebuilt Kiev after World War II. So you're, you're saying this is Ukraine? All the people there, at least 80% speak Russian. This is where they've lived for centuries. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, Mexico coming in and saying, well, we're taking, uh, you know, Texas that really was ours. And by the way, everybody there, you can't speak English anymore and you can no longer, you know, um, have your own religion. You must, you know, follow what we say. Uh, People, you know, that's not even covered by the press. Ukraine basically has outlawed uh, Russian Orthodox religion. So you must, you know, go to the new patriarch that they established in Kiev. Uh, you're not allowed to go to to, you know, practice your own religion, and they 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 outlawed Russian as a language. I mean. Right don't you think these people would fight? I mean, how would you like it if they came in and they said, well, you now have to speak uh, Chinese. That's it. Uh, You can no longer speak English. I mean, and you can't worship the God the way you, the church that you want to. I mean, you know, they don't report these things. Um, And Ukraine is just out to for war for blood. That's it. And the West is, is encouraging that. I can confirm that, uh, Zelensky was told not to negotiate for peace at all. Uh, Even the foreign minister of Romania quit in protest. He said nobody will even discuss peace. Uh, Henry Kissinger's come out and basically said every president before Biden had always invited him to the White House, not Biden. because, you know, he came out and said that, you know, Ukraine should yield the Donbass back, uh, back to Russia. And, you know, Zelensky said, oh, he's, you know, uh, he's living in yesteryear or something like that. And it was never even Ukrainian territory. Uh, but, you know, all this is just being thrown up, it's lied, propaganda, the same thing as the weapons of mass destruction. And, and if you don't really start digging a little bit deeper you know, you're just going to believe whatever propaganda they put out.
1: Right. So, so somebody's pulling all these strings. So is that why your blog um, that, uh, that uh, basically, basically you put out you July, put out July 1st, 31st, 2022. 2022, I mean, way I mean, back then you said, hell in 2023, recession, civil unrest, mm-hmm. but Schwab will fail. Um, I'm I'm happy to hear. Uh, did you still feel that? Because now we're a few months more past that. Um, do, do you stand by your your blog post that you put up on, on your website, um, uh, Armstrong Basically everyone can find you there. What do you say? Yes.
0: I mean, this is, you have to understand, this is not my opinion. Um, the computer that, uh, I ended up creating was basically because I was a, uh, an international hedge fund manager and I saw how the capital moves around the world. Um, it moves from one you know one instrument one government moves off to the next etc you can you know go online and even look at herbert hoover's memoirs uh and read chapter 1931 and uh how the great depression really took place was because of all these governments defaulted on their debts back then and he said capital acted like a loose cannon on the deck of a hurricane shooting off in every which direction so fast that they couldn't even form a committee to figure out what was happening. That is the way things happened. All right. This is what we're going through. So uh, these things are not my opinion. The computer basically is tracking absolutely everything. And it took me a while to understand how it actually functions. Because we had a client, it was Universal Bank of Lebanon, and they found a a journal in, in their basement where somebody had written down the Lebanese pound every day back to, I think it was 1850 or something. Uh, and they asked us if we could do a model. I said, sure. We put it into the computer and out came, it says your country's going to fall apart in eight days. I thought something was wrong with the data. I called them and I said, look, there's something that's got to be wrong. And I said, it says your country's going to fall apart in eight days. And very calmly, they said to me, well, what currency would be best? And I thought that was a very strange response. I said, well, it says the Swiss franc. Thank you very much. Eight days later, the civil war began. Uh, The same thing happened. We had a client uh, who was one of the shippers in the Middle East. And he calls and he says, what do you think gold's going to do tomorrow? Uh, Iran's going to start attacking shipping in the Gulf. I said, you tell me a war's going to start tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think gold's going to (laughs) do? I came to realize that if you're going to do something or those bankers, they're seeing people moving their money because they know what they're going to do. So, you know, um, there are people that always have this advanced knowledge, and that's what the computer is picking up. It can't tell me you're doing it versus somebody else, but it's just telling me this is happening. Uh, And I stood up in 1998 in June uh, in London, and the London Financial Times had snuck in the back of the room. And I said, Russia's going to collapse. And I gave it about 30 days. And they put that on the front page of the second section. And they said, gee, if, if Armstrong's right, Russia's going to collapse. That was the long-term capital management collapse. The bonds fell apart. Um, you know, we saw $150 billion coming out and then only $100 billion going in. So obviously the system's going to blow up. And this is the same thing our computer showing now. I mean, you're borrowing year after year with no intention of paying anything back. You took interest rates down to negative in Europe in 2014. <clears throat> These morons don't realize that simultaneously you had laws in place that 70% of a pension fund had to be invested in government bonds. So all the pension funds are wiped out. That's what they're talking about, you know, guaranteed basic income. Because if these people think that, realize the truth, that their pensions are all, you know, gone, that's it, they're not going to get anything, you're going to see millions of people down there with pitchforks storming the parliament. So this is what this is really about. And and when Schwab is saying, you'll own nothing and be happy, he's trying to make it sound that they're going to default on all debt, wipe out all debt. And we're doing this for you when it's really for them. All right. It's just trying to, you know, it's, it, you, you switch it. It's, uh, like I've, I've always said about the insurance industry, you know, they sell accident insurance, fire insurance, um, all these things, but when it comes to death insurance, they couldn't sell it. So they switched the name and they called it life insurance. And everybody brags how much they have. Um, and this is what they're doing there it's like you know you'll owe nothing and you'll be happy making it sound like we're going to eliminate all these debts for you that's what we're doing this for when it's really for them because they can't you know they can't you know keep this ball rolling and the idea is that this will all come crashing down they'll get to create uh woods too reestablish a new currency, which will be like a digital currency. The IMF has already got its IMF coin uh, ready. Um, And this is their idea of, of one major world government and, and centralized governments always fail that, you know, that's the whole problem with, you know, communism, why it didn't work and, and Um, So Schwab is going to fail too because these ideas have been tried many times and they've never worked even once. So, um, you know, this is what we're looking at. It's really the collapse of of this.
1: Right. Do you have a name for for your computer, the smart one?
0: Yeah, I call it Socrates.
1: Socrates, right. (laughs) I I knew that there was uh, something. So um, if... If 2032, you, you know, we're kind of looking like uh, the world governments. So do you think we're heading more towards globalism? Like that will that will be the big push or the governments will fall, but we will quickly still have our borders and and establish new governments. How do you see that potentially panicking? Yes.
0: I mean, eventually we'll um, – I'm not even sure that the United States would be like one country or even Canada. You know, you may break up. You know, West versus East. Um, U.S. Sure will probably break up it, and, and yeah, and I think it will happen. Um, it, the main reason why, for example, Canada doesn't work is back in it in the Panic of of nineteen oh seven. It followed the San Francisco earthquake, uh, and all the insurance companies were in New York. So the money flowed from New York to California, and then there was a shortage of money in New York, and the banks started failing. So that's why they created the Federal Reserve. They realized there were regional capital flows. And so you had 13 branches, and, and they were all independent until you know uh, Roosevelt seized them in, in during the Great Depression. Um, in Canada, I can remember when they were raising interest rates because there was real estate speculation there in Toronto when you were putting, you know, farmers and miners into bankruptcy in the West. Um, We have different economies. It's not always the same. Uh, In in finance, we used to call it the New York, Texas arbitrage. When oil was really high, I mean, inflation was high and recession was was developing in New York. When oil was really down, New York was booming and, and they were, you know, going into bankruptcy in Texas. Um, you have just different types of economies, and I right. mean, even in the U.S. Civil War, was the South was more agrarian, and the North was industrial. So, I mean, you know, you go, you see it in, in Germany. Um, I was in Bavaria, and. They said, oh, you know, tomorrow's going to be a holiday. I said, What's, which holiday is this? They said, oh, we won, you know, we won the war. I said, which war are we talking about? <laughs> and they said, oh, we beat Prussia. I said, oh, okay, that one, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like Ireland where, you know, you have the Catholic versus the Protestant, North versus South. And the same thing actually exists in Germany. Uh, they just don't talk about it a lot. Right. But Southern B- Bavaria and Austria was, was, the holy roman empire you know catholic and the north was the protestant side so um all these countries they have great diversity i mean italy it's i mean i remember going into a, a bakery in rome asking for a cannoli and the guy would practically pull the knife on me he says that's not italian that's sigi i said oh excuse me you know i mean to us it's italian over there that's southern you know get out of here they're not really italian right.
1: um right right what, so what do you it, think? Every
0: country you go to, it's the same thing.
1: Right. Yeah, I, I totally see that. Um. Uh. What do you think of this whole FTX thing that's happened? I'm curious on on your perspective of all of that.
0: <clears throat> I mean, I think they were just so enamored with this whole idea of cryptocurrencies because, um, honestly, I think the government created you know the whole blockchain, Bitcoin, and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, if somebody really created that and had patented, they'd be making, you know, a ton of money. Oh, it's maybe some Japanese guy. We don't really know who it is. I mean, come on. Um, <clears throat> the difference is that if I gave you a $100 bill, that's all they know. If I give you a 100 that's with blockchain and digital currency, they know where I got it from and everybody down the line. Um, so it's the ultimate tracing of, of money. And so that's why I think government did it. Um,
1: and FTX was, Will they have control over us then like what once this uh, oh all yeah i mean digital, if you look at bank of england credit score like they can control a lot of people through whatever they for whatever reason they want to uh,
0: yeah you can google bank of england wants to have the currency so they can even control it and their excuse is well <clears throat> a mother may want to prevent their child from buying a chocolate bar so she can restrict what the money can be spent for and that's very nice it's a great sales point oh a mother might want to do this for a child but then the government's going to do it to us uh that's the way it goes um it's it for 40 years i've dealt with governments and the, the attitude is very simple to them they're never the problem we are And they wouldn't have these deficits if everybody paid every dime, uh, you know, in tax. If you found a $100 bill in a parking lot, where's our 50%, you cheated us. You know, it's, uh, that's what this is about. You have Janet Yellen was trying to push in this $600 uh, auditing fee and everybody got all upset. and And she actually had the guts to say, oh, well, we're going after the you know the high end uh, people. I mean, billionaires don't you know buy six hundred dollars on on eBay. You know, uh, and now the she lost. So the IRS has announced that they're going to audit any transactions of six hundred dollars or more on eBay or anything else. So if you you had a bike and you sold it for six hundred bucks, hey, where's our where's our cut? And then interest penalties, twenty percent penalty. I mean, that's where they're going to make their money. The billionaires, I mean, you're talking about a few hundred, and they have armies of lawyers and and accountants. Uh, They don't file their own income tax. You can't. So, I mean, they don't want to go up against that because then you're in the court and they're, they're fun. They get back and forth. Um it's not the billionaires. It never is. Uh, you know, they pay what they're supposed to pay and that's all, uh, it's everybody else that they're trying to get, uh, gee, you know, uh, you know, the 14 year old girl next door, she got a $20 tip for, for babysitting. Where's our cut? You know, uh, so, this is what they want.
1: Wow. And, and it's just super, it's leading to a super controlled society. Uh, if you believe in freedom, bodily autonomy, if you have conservative values, perhaps uh, this could be bad um, as they, they rein in, you know, um, our, our country, our prime minister loves the way China does things. And I mean, China, they've literally, you know, soldered people into their, their condos and they haven't been able to get out. They've starved people to death. They've made them commit suicide. Uh, this is China and this is our government. Our prime minister seems to admire that. So we don't feel very safe here, as I say almost every day on our show. But do you think gold and silver is uh, a good thing to invest in?
0: Yes, eventually. I mean, we we have to understand what uh, the propaganda behind gold, oh, it goes up with inflation. That's nonsense. It does not. Gold goes up every time the confidence in government begins to collapse. And I think you're going to see, you know, gold begin to start to rise, you know, uh, off in 2023 onward, mainly because, you know, you're you're talking about the average person on the street has got to start losing this confidence in what's going on. And this war in Ukraine is going to expand. And once that happens, then you start unleashing uncertainty uh, and, People don't like uncertainty. And then you start, you know, uh, hoarding your cash. You start, you know, saving because you don't know what's going to come tomorrow. Uh, so that's really what we're we're looking at, uh, and I think you can you can feel it. I mean, um, yes. I mean, Socrates has been forecasting this for a long time. Right. Um, I mean, you can look at our site in 2013. Um, you can Google it, and you, you'll you see that we put out the forecast that um, it would be Ukraine where it all starts. Uh, and we uh, said so so basically of... this is it. Right. it, it it's picked the areas the, the, um, and the trends. I mean, from, right. from 2013, we put out and said, look, this is where... It's all going to start. It was going to be Ukraine, and this is where World War Three begins.
1: So Socrates, like, uh, is you know, is there some sort of is God speaking through your computer? I mean, I don't, I can't begin to understand how Socrates gets so many things right. But uh, it it's kind of a miraculous sort of phenomenon.
0: Well, it's you know. um, i would say that basically it's it's tracking the entire world all the economies the movement of money etc so if people are maybe moving for various different reasons um it's picking that up and so it's mainly you know confirming maybe what a lot of uh things you're talking about
1: right yeah fascinating uh, you are always so interesting, uh, Mr. Armstrong. I just appreciate that you've taken time with us. Um, and any final words that you want the world to know that we haven't covered? We've covered a lot of topics, and uh, I just find you absolutely fascinating. And I appreciate that you give this show, um, you know, your your attention and, and you tell us what's going on. Any final words to the world? Any advice?
0: Well, I, I think just you have to understand we're in a, this proxy war uh, they really want to destroy Russia. Russia is not this uh, imperialistic idea. There's complete nonsense. Um, and uh, it, it's really uh, out to destroy Russia because of climate change. And they will instigate something that will involve Europe, like NATO, etc., next year. Uh, and then... Once that gets started, then the United States will use that as the excuse to go in. All right, so we're looking at this probably getting much worse globally around 2025. Wow! Uh, but so we're looking at it starting a couple, a start a couple of
1: rough years ahead of us.
0: Oh yes, no, we definitely do.
1: Oh my gosh! All right, well, we'll be having you on as often as we can get you, Mr. Armstrong. So thank you very much today for giving us. Uh, your wisdom we appreciate it take care no problem
0: it's always a pleasure to, to to see you thank you thank you
1: thank you thank you um that's terrific eh i wish i had a little computer that was figuring out everything going on hey some of you are figuring out we're back on facebook um and uh, you've weighed in and you're like oh there you are you know with mr armstrong again and yes we are but if you were paying attention you'd know that that we are on, uh, we're on Rumble and BitChute, Odyssey. We're live on Twitter every day. And so you can find me lots of places, even when Facebook bans me for no good reason, I have to say. But anyways, uh, we, we want to be, we want to work with Facebook. I just, I continue to say that, but like we just tell the truth, you know. And the last thing you got me for was some article that there was nothing even you know, against your, your things on it, all of your, your mandates, Facebook. So I don't get it. Uh, Now, uh, Dr. William Mackis has been waiting in the background. So I hope that we've got him there. Do you have his feed? Uh, Yeah, there he is. Very good. Uh, I know that you're probably working away, Mr. Mackis, because you do that 24 hours a day. But uh, Dr. William Mackis, I've uh, grown a great appreciation for him because he has been outing what is going on in Canada with the rollout of the vaccines and uh, so we invite you uh, once again thank you very much we've recently done a tweet and I think it's getting uh, pretty high wherein um, Dr. Mackis you are talking about the deaths of children and is this something that we need to be concerned about what what trend are you seeing
2: absolutely Um, in Alberta four kids have died in the last uh, few weeks and in British Columbia six kids have died in the last few weeks. Uh, the health authorities have confirmed the numbers uh, but you know they've really refused to give any details and they're saying it's um, you know that it's influenza or that it's um, you know complications of influenza like strep, uh, strep pneumonia, or um, myocarditis. And so I really wanted to go over, uh, you know, these, uh, these recent deaths, uh, at least what we know, uh, because I think there are some patterns that are very, very concerning, um, and that I wanna highlight, um, you know, for, for your absolutely. viewers.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, what are you seeing?
2: Well, let's um, let's have a look at the um, the Alberta deaths. So, there's been four deaths just in the last couple of weeks, and uh, the first uh, that caught my eye was a thirteen year old boy who had uh, collapsed on November 9th um, during a basketball tryout. Uh, this was uh, Eric Homersham, uh thirteen year old, uh, grade eight grade eight student now he he is a hockey player and uh, so as a hockey player um you know it is it is presumed that that he has been he had to be mrna COVID mrna vaccinated in order to play hockey in order to access the hockey rings um, and he collapsed during a basketball tryout and died uh, this was on november 9th and then about a week later our health minister jason Copping came out and announced the first what he said was the first influenza related fatality of the season which was a 4-year-old child and he said in the interest of privacy we will not be providing additional identifying details and then very shortly after he com- he comes out and he said that he's reporting a second influenza re- related child fatality and again refused to p- provide any identifying details now, this would be understandable if um, you know these 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 deaths were sort of um you know in keeping with previous years patterns. And of course, you know, you want to respect the confidentiality of the families. These are these are tragedies. Um, you know, I I I send my condolences to, to every family um of these children. But you know, we're dealing with something new here, and what we're dealing with is Um, You know, they've rolled out mRNA vaccines in very, very young kids. Uh, They started rolling them out uh, late last year in kids 5 to 11 years old. Uh, Many doctors like myself and others were uh, strongly opposed to this. Um, And they just kept pushing on rolling out the vaccine. So about at this point, 40% of kids 5 to 11 have had at least two vaccines, two COVID-19 vaccines without adequate uh, studies on safety or efficacy. I mean, forget there's no efficacy whatsoever, um, but but certainly without any adequate um, studies on safety. And then in July of this year, they started pushing mRNA vaccines in kids six months to four years old. So this is brand new. They've been pushing these experimental mRNA vaccines in these kids, and now there are healthy kids that are dying of uh, viral or bacterial infections that they should never be dying from so i'll go on um so he refused you know to know what identify we'll do?
1: um dr uh, dr mackis yeah just uh, sorry to interrupt you but what we're gonna do is we're gonna uh say goodbye to facebook just in case and uh, tell everybody on facebook head to rumble oh facebook yeah yeah both yeah Facebook and YouTube, we're going to say goodbye to you. We have huge audiences there. We, You are all on. Uh, we love seeing you. But in order to go deeper, we're, we're asking you go to rumble.com. Put in my name, Laurel Lynn Tyler Thompson. You will find my page. We're live on Rumble. Uh, and we're also live on Twitter and see us there. Okay. And we'll just, just to be sure that we're not offending anyone. Okay. Please keep going, uh, Dr. Macus.
2: Yeah. So on November twenty fourth, um, Health Minister Alberta Health Minister Jason Copping announced a second influenza related child fatality of the season, and again he refused to provide any additional details. But people noticed that it was uh, a death in the age um, five, I believe it was five to nine category, and then um, you know it, it uh, came out that it was a boy. It was a six year old boy named Lucas. Holly. Now, I I don't have any information uh, whether he was mRNA vaccinated or not. uh, But every indication is that this was a healthy young boy that didn't have any pre existing uh, conditions. So again, the second influenza related fatality. So now we're already uh, this is already uh, highly unusual and unprecedented. And then just a few days later, there was another uh, child who died a seven year old boy. Um, and his name was uh, Slade Smith, and he died on November 29. And um, the information I have that was posted online was that he passed away suddenly after just a four-day illness. Uh, so this is the previous graphic uh, for Alberta. He died suddenly after a, a four-day illness and quote his sweet little heart just couldn't take it so now we have an indication again that there was a that 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 there was a a complication that involved his heart now he was a hockey player so here we have another hockey player um, who again was probably had to be COVID 19 mrna vaccinated in order to play hockey attend hockey rinks and so on um so so far we're at four deaths of of young children from you know ages four six seven and thirteen who were previously healthy had no previous underlying conditions that that we know of and this is absolutely unprecedented uh and 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 shockingly our Alberta Health Minister Jason Copping has refused to give Albertans any information whatsoever. Uh, You know, I have his two tweets right here saying that he will not be providing any details about these deaths. And he continues to push mRNA vaccines in kids. Alberta Health Services continues to push mRNA vaccines in kids. Um, and even the chief public health officer, Dr. Mark Jaffe, who replaced Dr. Dina Hinshaw, hasn't said a word publicly since he took over um, you a know, month, month and a half ago. And he popped on Twitter saying that he had issues with his Twitter account. No, no press conference, nothing. So we have a complete absence of leadership. These politicians that are heavily invested in mRNA vaccines that they've been pushing um on kids and pretty much everybody else they keep pushing the vaccines and these deaths like don't register to them at all that this should be something that this is this this is the number one story in alberta right now this is what we should be talking about and i keep going on twitter on, on political twitter uh hashtag ableg or abpoly, and i see nothing no one is talking about these the Rachel Notley and Alberta NDP are not talking about this in fact a couple of days ago Rachel Notley went and got herself her fifth booster shot or whatever it is and again posting pictures of herself getting uh, another mrna booster and uh, same thing from UCP we see absolutely no concern that now we have healthy kids that are dying from influenza or complications of influenza which is unprecedented when you look in previous years. So that's Alberta. And
1: no one now, talking about it.
2: No one talking about it. Now, there's a similar situation happening in British Columbia, and I wanted to go because you know we, we see a similar story happening in British Columbia. Yeah. On November 26, a six-year-old girl called uh, Danielle May Cabana died um in in what was claimed to be uh, complications of influenza again but if you look at the story closely number one you see that she was a hockey player in Richmond she played for the under seven girls team and again presumed that she had to be COVID-19 mRNA vaccinated to play hockey to attend hockey rings and um I had found actually a post uh, by her father who you see the post um, below uh, from uh, Dennis Cabana last year, um, and he was very pro-vaccine and uh, seemed to be very upset with um, what he said. People who, you know, have beliefs that vaccines are evil, um, you know, he. Put uh, something about anti-vaccine mom research that it's basically someone who does research on their toilet as opposed to the scientists who are pushing mRNA vaccines. Um, so the so the presumption is that uh, this six-year-old girl was uh, COVID nineteen mRNA vaccinated um, as a hockey player, and, and you know uh, with with parents who believed very strongly in mRNA vaccines. But if you look at the story, the story is is very strange. Um, she was admitted to BC Children's Hospital with flu symptoms. And uh, she caught flu, I think, uh, with, with her sisters. And so Danielle was taken to the hospital last Wednesday when she appeared to be still fighting the flu after her sisters recovered. She was soon moved to the ICU where she was diagnosed with myocarditis due to the flu. Now, uh, Here's a red flag. Here's the first red flag, myocarditis due to the flu. This is extremely rare pretty much unheard of and said she subsequently received two procedures began to breathe on her own but ultimately passed away after suffering a massive stroke and you know these are for me very significant red flags here we have an yet another child hockey player probably fully mRNA vaccinated that suffered myocarditis and stroke which are complications of mRNA vaccines. These are not complications of influenza. And then just a few days later, there was a nine-year-old girl who died uh, from Kelowna. Her name was Ayla Grace Losseth. And um, she was taken to the hospital by her parents on November 26th with dehydration, nausea, and fever. They were told it was the flu. Three days later, she died from sepsis from strep A this was a previously healthy girl. This should not happen. And and the parents have come out and said that she did not receive proper care, first of all. But again, it's what, you know, what was happening with her immune system. Now, we don't know for certain whether she was mRNA vaccinated or not. There was a post from an anonymous British Columbia teacher that had claimed that she was uh, triple mRNA vaccinated, but I, I can't confirm it. So I, I don't want to say either way, but you know, we should know this because if if kids are dying, if healthy kids are dying, and the only common factor is mRNA vaccines, yes. then parents have absolutely the right to know this information. The health authorities, um, the ministers of health in British Columbia and Alberta should be on top of this and um, so should the public health officers of both provinces. Wow. Now, I was trying to find, well, how, how has BC been responding to this? The, the, you know, I mean, I, w- I assumed that the public health officials, the health minister, uh, the chief of uh, the public health officer would be all over this, and they weren't. They absolutely weren't, they were ignoring this. And then only a week later, they came out with a press release admitting that six children had died in British Columbia from um, influenza or respiratory virus complications. And I wanna read you a um, a few items from the Vancouver Sun, which I think are very instructive. Quote, the number is high for a province where typically fewer than three children a year die from influenza. So we're looking at at least double the deaths compared to previous years. This is epic. It's a big, big deal, said Conway. Uh, uh, I don't know if this is the um, a politician or, or health, health official, I'm not familiar with BC. He said, in a normal year, two children might die and they would usually have other health conditions. Now this year it's been six out of these six deaths one child was younger than five years old just like in alberta three were kids between five and nine years old and two were among teens between ages 15 and 19. at least two families of children who died from complications of the flu have spoken publicly one saying their child developed myocarditis an inflammation of the heart muscle, and another saying their child developed a bacterial infection after a case of strep turned septic. Community fundraisers have been set up for the two families in Richmond and Kelowna, the cabana and losset families who lost daughters ages six and nine. These were the girls that we just reviewed a few minutes ago. Um, in an email, spokesman For the center of disease control said it is important to know that death associated with influenza in previously healthy children continues to be rare well it used to be rare it doesn't seem to be rare anymore and again this is this is this is the only response we get from health officials two weeks after the fact they come out and admit six children have died what have they been doing what investigations have they been undertaking none and again notice that you know danielle may cabana was a hockey player mm-hmm. had to be mrna vaccinated you know the alberta kids um two of them hockey players right so even with these uh you know even with these handful of deaths we're already seeing patterns here that are very you know that are very strange very concerning and i you know i i've raised concerns about vaccinating, mRNA vaccinating kids back in March, 2022, I lost my Twitter account because of it. And I was pointing out that even back then, and this was, you know, 10 months ago, even back then there was already research and evidence that mRNA vaccinating kids, that there was negative vaccine efficacy after six months, that these kids were guaranteed to get Uh, more infections and get sicker than unvaccinated kids, because that's what negative vaccine efficacy is, is when you look into the distance, the researchers were already finding these kids were more likely to get infected with COVID-19 and more likely to be sick. So these, um, these vaccines in the age groups 5 to 11 should have never been rolled out, uh, you know the the FDA panel that rushed them through. I remember there was a one individual who said well we 'll never know if they 're safe unless we try them unless we roll them out and test them on all these hundreds of thousands of kids well,
1: use use your own kids then and your grandchildren <clears throat> don 't use our kids i mean th- the, this is like a a man with no empathy uh no integrity, like to just think we'll just you know, the only way to know if it's safe or not, we'll just have to roll it out. And someone's children, someone's children pay the price.
2: Yeah. And, you know, th- this really, re- it, it brings me back to when I started noticing, you know, the sudden deaths in in, in doctors, and Canadian doctors. And initially, it was a few deaths. And everyone ignored it. You know, then there was three doctors dying in Mississauga Hospital. And then the fact checkers funded by Pfizer and Moderna. Came out and said, "No, no, no! This is not vaccine-related. Ignore it. Uh, this, the, you know, this is. They had cancer, so they must have died from cancer." Uh, and Associated Press and Reuters put out fraudulent, fraudulent fact checks at the time, and of course, the, the 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 health officials in Canada completely ignoring it, calling it you know misinformation and so on. And then you have thirteen deaths, and then you have thirty-two deaths, and then you have eighty deaths, ninety-three pretty soon it's gonna be over a hundred. This only snowballs, this is not something that you can sweep under the rug and hope it goes away. Um, and, and what what really worries me with these uh, deaths of children is that, you know, look at the timelines, right? It, it's It's the timelines for both provinces, Alberta and British Columbia, these children are starting to die in late November, um, and like I said, you know, many of them are hockey players, so they would have had to have been mRNA vaccinated. And these are kids that were previously healthy. They had no underlying conditions. These are not kids who were immunosuppressed. These are not kids that had cancer. These are not kids that had congenital uh, abnormalities or, or conditions. These were completely healthy kids. And the health ministers of both provinces are sweeping this under the rug. The public health officials of both provinces are sweeping this under the rug. The fact that they wouldn't even comment on it in BC until two weeks later, to me, is absolutely shocking. British Columbia is seems to be an absolute nightmare when it comes to uh, you know complications of mRNA vaccines, uh, considering they now want to mandate uh, COVID vaccines in uh, all healthcare workers and force them to take these jabs every three months. But Alberta is no better. Look at um, United Conservative Party, Health Minister Jason Copping. He'll put out one little tweet and said, okay, this child died, but we're not giving you any more information. And then they keep, they keep pushing these mRNA vaccines, putting thousands and thousands of other kids at risk. At this point, it's like, who's the next child who's going to die? This is going to continue, right? I mean, this is—we're only at the beginning of 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 the you know respiratory viral virus season, and we've already got four deaths in Alberta, six deaths in BC. This should be the number one story in both provinces, and it's not. The health officials are trying to sweep this under the rug.
1: Exactly, and um, I think that. Many doctors uh, were highlighted sounding the alarm. I remember even a year ago that what these, what these injections are going to do is lower the immune system. And that's exactly what you're talking about. That in, by just getting the vaccines, you're now compromising your immune system and now you're not fighting it the way that you would have if you were just unvaccinated. This is truly devastating because uh, a lot of other kids are probably in danger of the next cold that they get. Potentially their bodies can't fight it anymore. W- would that be correct or am I misstating something?
2: Absolutely, the concept of negative vaccine efficacy with these mRNA vaccines came to my attention um, in you know, December of last year. So this is over a year ago. And I noticed there were studies coming out of Denmark showing that the more vaccinated you were, the more likely you were to be sick, uh, sorry, infected, hospitalized, ICU'd, and died. So we saw the double vaccinated people were doing far worse than single vaccinated and and there was a timeline for this there actually was a timeline for this the researchers had found that even if they if there was some protection from the mrna vaccines in the first month or two this protection waned very quickly and by the time you hit 6 months the efficacy w- went into the negative so they actually saw that people were getting sicker uh, than unvaccinated individuals. And this, of course, then translated, you saw the triple vaccinated, then took over as the most likely to get infected, hospitalized, and they were doing far worse then the double vaccinated and so on. And the timeline for this seemed to be six to 12 months after your injections. That seemed to be the time when your immune system was damaged to such a degree that you had trouble fighting off not just COVID-19, you had trouble fighting off any virus, any bacterial infection, um, your immune system was severely compromised, damaged, whether it was a suppression of the immune system, whether it was dysfunction caused by the mRNA vaccines. At the timeline for this seemed to be about six to 12 months. And so they roll out these vaccines in kids five to 11 years old, again, no safety, studies done and they roll them out at the end of last year beginning of this year and you look at the timeline now we're approximately you know 10 to 12 months out since they started rolling out the vaccines we may potentially have thousands and thousands tens of thousands of kids whose immune systems might be severely damaged and now we see a respiratory viral outbreak uh, the likes of which we've never seen before several orders of magnitude greater than previous years tens of thousands of alberta kids were sick out of school we see school absence rates of of 20 30 percent and now kids are starting to die so it's so imagine that you know we've the doctors and the public health officials have damaged the immune systems of kids to the point where now these kids, especially in this age range, five to 11 years old, who were who are, who are perfectly healthy kids with no underlying health conditions are now dying. They can't fight off a regular influenza infection. They get myocarditis. They get strokes. What the heck is this? This has never happened before. They get strep infections that become septic and they die from them again this this is absolutely unprecedented if you look at healthy kids right and, and their and answer because our, yeah. yes
1: well their and, and, answer, and because our, yeah go ahead
2: because our, our our health officials are so invested in these mrna vaccines that they've been pushing from the very beginning they refuse to look at any kinds of damage that these vaccines may have caused and it's one thing to have all these adults dying suddenly and unexpectedly which they're not investigating either but now kids are starting to to die from infections that they shouldn't be dying from and 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 really this is on our politicians this is on our health officials our public health officials our ministers of health this is on them This, this is hundred percent on them. They told parents that these vaccines were safe and effective. They pushed it on hundreds of thousands of kids. And now, you know, many of these kids might be at high risk of unable to fight off infections that healthy kids normally fight off.
1: It's unbelievable. And then the, the CBC here it has a story on BC. BC's answer after six deaths is okay, everyone, bring them all in for the flu shot. And I'm assuming that the flu shot is different than the mRNA. But as Dr. Peter McCullough is saying, he will no longer take a flu shot. And I, I never thought it helped my parents either. You know, they always wanted to go down and get their flu shots. Um, and so now the answer to what's going on, oh, let's not even mention if vaccines are even a component in this. Let's just get our kids in as fast as we can to get their flu shot.
2: Well, most of us you know, would look at flu shot as something that was probably most likely ineffective, but it wasn't something that was considered dangerous. It's not it wasn't something. These were classically produced uh vaccines uh these you know these are not supposed to be mrna vaccines at least not yet although we know that uh they they are doing trials human trials phase three trials on mrna flu vaccines um so there have been they've been asking for volunteers and so on but at at this point the flu vaccines are not supposed to be mRNA although at this point I don't know how anyone can trust any of these health officials uh or doctors be, you know at, at, after what they've done so I wouldn't trust them but um you know at, at you could say that well you know the, the flu shots will probably do nothing uh but they shouldn't harm you they shouldn't uh, put you at risk they shouldn't kill you but 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 really what it is is it's a deflection it's a deflection of responsibility they because they don't want to even consider the possibility that the mrna vaccines that they have been so aggressively pushing may actually be killing children right now so they're trying to deflect any way possible and and you know this is the easiest thing to deflect attention onto is well you know let's just bring everybody for flu shots right which again is is probably not going to do absolutely anything for anybody but they can say they've they've they did something right but what I I I don't understand how they can continue ignoring this and I wanted to bring your attention because I wanted to review um I wanted to review the vaccine policies for young kids in Europe for for Scandinavian countries and so I was reviewing these yesterday And it was very interesting because when you look at Denmark, um, mRNA vaccines under the age of 50 are banned. They're not even available. Um, When you look at Sweden, uh, mRNA vaccines under the age of 17 are banned. You can't get them even if you want to. If you look at uh, Norway and Finland, they have very similar um, uh, recommendations. So they don't recommend any mrna vaccines for kids under 17. now if you have underlying health conditions like serious so for example in the norwegian institute of public health they say that you could be offered a booster shot age 12 to 17 if you have severe underlying conditions and certainly nothing under the age of 12 banned not available uh, finland uh same thing it's you can only get a booster shot in ages 12 to 17 for a very specific medical reason so again for healthy kids under 17 not available okay it's only here in Canada where our politicians and health officials are so heavily you know invested in in mRNA vaccines financially and otherwise that you know they're allowed to push this on kids of all ages six months and up and you know in in uh in in norway in in sweden in denmark in finland kids are not young kids are not dying from influenza this, this is a problem in canada wow. right this is a problem that we're having right now they're not having that problem and because they didn't vaccinate mrna vaccinate their kids they didn't allow it but here You know, our politicians and health officials are forcing it on these kids. So I'm very curious to see how many more deaths is it going to take? People always ask me for the Canadian doctors, how many Canadian doctors have to die suddenly or unexpectedly before the authorities will wake up and do anything? And I usually say it'll probably have to be in the hundreds, maybe in the thousands. Maybe it'll take over a thousand Canadian doctors dying before these corrupt politicians and healthcare officials will wake up and, and change their tune right but you could say well you know these are adults they they knew what they were doing you know they, they everyone's responsible for their health you could try to deflect responsibility but kids kids are innocent kids 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 have no control over um you know the the adults who who are responsible for their health and their safety and their well-being And if these adults are giving them something that's damaging their their health and their immune systems, and it's their immune systems that are are being compromised. Uh, Dr. Paul Alexander agrees on this. Um, I've seen his most recent substack, and he says, you know, these these huge uh, respiratory viral outbreaks that we are having in Canada is most likely due to the kids' innate immune systems being compromised by mRNA vaccines. Sure, you know, the lockdowns may have had um, a little bit of an effect. And, you know, the fact that kids weren't exposed um, because of the lockdowns last year uh, and the masking and so on, um, you know, that may be a little bit of a factor. But the major factor is the mRNA vaccines, which they never should have been given. You know, Dr. Paul Alexander agrees on this, uh, Steve Kirsch agrees on this, uh, Alex Berenson, you name it, uh, Geert van den Bosch has been sounding the alarm against vaccinating kids, I think for the entire year, past year. He said it's going to be an absolute disaster if health authorities keep insisting on vaccinating these these young, healthy kids. Um, and, you know, now we're we're starting to see kids dying from things that they should not be dying from.
1: 100% and uh, I appreciate you bringing up Dr. Paul Alexander because I, I myself as well like to follow what he's saying and in correspondence with what you and other doctors are highlighting, JT, I do have that share, um, Canadian data in early 2022 showing the more vaccine one gets, the more doses, the more elevated the risk of infections, cases, hospitalizations and deaths. The data is clear. The COVID gene injection is subverting the underlying immune system. Dr. S. Bellsberg advises that the elderly are particularly ravaged such that the more shots, the more risk of severe outcome and death in North America 18 hours ago. And now, you know, we are seeing um, this happening in children. And as you are stating, um, you're sounding an alarm as you have been doing with the doctors and with all that's happening. And yet- We're watching Dr. Bonnie Henry uh, continue and Dr. Theresa Tam and all of the rest of of our Canadian medical authorities completely ignoring this. And it means a lot that you're outlining this. You were saying actually that doctors are beginning to contact you privately and uh, are beginning to say that they have concerns about what you are bringing to light. But there's also a lot of fear.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, the fear continues um, and the colleges um, and the problem is with the colleges of physicians and surgeons. I don't know if you've lost me.
1: Oh, no. Uh, Yeah, you did kind of freeze there for a moment. Uh, Yes, you may have to just uh, go out and come back in again in the same way. Uh, Dr. uh, Paul Alexander's um, thing here if you look at this COVID-19 cases on the share that I have there JT COVID-19 case hospitalization death rate per 100,000 individuals individuals by vaccination status in Canada 21st of March to the 10th of April 2022 uh, I do encourage you to see this substack and also to follow everything that uh, Dr. Uh, Mackis is putting on his getter page and I think that you're back we'll bring you back in there we go uh Oh, still frozen. I can hear them, I think. Well, we'll go to this. Um, so as you can see on this page that I'm sharing from Dr. Uh, Alexander Substack, uh, for those of you on podcasts, there's a green line, a green line, a yellow line, a rust line, and a red line. And the uh, so the not vaccinated, when you you look at COVID-19 cases, hospitalizations, death, death rates per hundred thousand. The green line is the shortest, and they are not vaccinated. The triple vaccinated is the highest number. Okay, and I think Dr. Macus is back. There you are. There you are. I think you sure. were talking about yeah. Doctors are are beginning to contact you, but of course, there's a lot of fear. Uh, the repercussions to speak out right now are huge.
2: Yes, and and the colleges, you know, continue to really wield an iron hand uh, against doctors who would be speaking out about the dangers of, of, especially the dangers of mRNA COVID-19 vaccines. You know, the BC College has doubled down on their draconian uh, policies uh, against doctors with Bill 36 that has been passed through, and, and there's absolutely no indication that they would be willing to go back on that. Uh, In fact, I think they rushed through the legislation. Um, In Alberta, you know, it's doctors are still being persecuted. I'm still being persecuted. Dr. Daniel Nagas is still being persecuted. I've seen no improvement from the college here. And Danielle Smith still hasn't fired uh, any of the corrupt college officials here in Alberta whether it's the college registrar, Dr. Scott McLeod, his associate registrar, Dr. Michael Caffaro, his corrupt lawyer, Craig Boyer. These people are still in charge. They've been in charge since the NDP, Rachel Notley days from 2016. Which
1: is why the jury's out right on Danielle Smith. Uh, Like we want to believe in her. We want to see her do good things. But when you leave these corrupt people in from previous administrations or whatever, why? You know, that these are very yep. important questions.
2: And, you know, I, I just noticed yesterday um, on Twitter, um, the NDP former health minister, Sarah Hoffman, was giving a, an award medal to AHS CEO, Dr. Verna Yu. Now this was the, the Queen Elizabeth the II um, platinum medal or some kind of a, a medal award, a high level award. To the most corrupt healthcare official in Alberta, uh, Dr. Verna Yu, who had been hired by Rachel Notley back in 2015, and Jason Kenney had kept her as the head of AHS. This woman is singularly responsible for the COVID 19 vaccine mandate, which forced 105,000 healthcare workers to be. Uh, at least double vaccinated with COVID-19 mRNA vaccines. Uh, Thousands of Alberta healthcare workers lost their jobs because of her. Thousands were sent into an early retirement. Uh, Many had were forced to leave Alberta. Of course, many doctors on my list of uh, 93 Canadian doctor deaths, you know, are from Alberta. So they had actually died because of these vaccine mandates. And this woman, Dr. Verna Yu, AHS, former HS CEO, who should really be facing criminal charges at this point and should probably be looking at a, a life in prison sentence, is instead receiving a Queen Elizabeth II medal from the NDP government, which you, you're like, how, how is this even happening? This is the opposition, the political opposition, Uh, You know, we have a UCP government, a majority government in Alberta, and here's the NDP government giving awards to their um, corrupt healthcare official.
1: It really is shocking. And uh, we're just so grateful that you're um, keeping an eye on everything and that your courage is uh, so magnificent that you're paying such a high price. And uh, Canadians, I've seen them giving you standing ovations and I hope that that means something because uh, you've had to go through a lot of pain and loss in order to tell the truth on many issues in our corrupt medical system. And as always, Dr. Macus, we appreciate that you're willing to take the time to tell Canadians and, and you're willing to stand up when many doctors remain silent. Uh, do you have any final words before He's frozen. we
2: go?
1: He's frozen. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you
2: okay well anyways uh, i want to thank you again for for having me on and 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 for raising the um uh, issues about the kids because i you know i think this is urgent um i don't know what the health officials are going to do but you know in in case of the nine-year-old girl in british columbia she didn't get the proper health care that she needed she didn't get the urgent treatment that she needed and um she died. And, and and so you know this has to be at the very least acknowledged that a lot of these kids are now at risk of complications from a simple you know influenza infection that they were never at risk for in the past. And so um, you know, I I truly hope that someone wakes up in our in our governments, in our provincial governments in Alberta and BC, and starts addressing this th- this very real risk before more kids die.
1: We appreciate it. Uh, that is absolutely 100% uh, what we should be doing and what we should be expecting from these people in charge. Thank you very much, Dr. Maccus. I uh, appreciate your time today.
2: Thank you, Laurelyn. We'll
1: talk to you again. Thank you.
2: Take, take care.
1: I've really go- grown to appreciate uh, that uh, Dr. Mackus steps out repeatedly, bringing forward this. Can you imagine uh, the lashback he might get? Can you imagine uh, the authorities who don't want him speaking, causing vaccine hesitancy? But he's telling the truth, and he's putting. All we can do right now is put the puzzle pieces together. All we can do right now, because they're not, they're not telling us straight up what's going on. We're not informed if these children were vaccinated or not instead we have to piece it together and in so in so doing perhaps we get more knowledge so that we can uh spare people's lives all right so um the commons uh passed um by 213 to 114 vote uh bill C18 That would mandate social media platforms to share a portion of news related ad revenues with newsrooms generated by linked stories. So, um, so far what we can see of this, I don't think it affects us at all. Does it JT really? Um, we never know if they're, you know, trying to hone in on us, but bill C 18 basically, um, is there something that we can read if you go down a little bit there? Um, It does look like, I know I got some feedback uh, from somebody that was telling me a little bit about it, and um, hang on a second, let me just see this, Uh, you know, it doesn't look like, uh, you know, unless you qualify as a news business with those CRTC guidelines, uh, you wouldn't benefit or be hurt by any of what is going on here is what we understand. So now Western Standard or maybe The Rebel and places like that may have more interest in exactly what they are stating and what the ramifications would be. So it's uh, fairly interesting, very, very interesting. Global news, uh, children are experiencing hallucinations as part of Influenza A. Now this is something I should have brought up with Dr. Mackess. Shoot, <clears throat> I feel bad about that. But <clears throat> so children, um, a a doctor describes what was happening to her child, and she wasn't afraid or concerned because she'd already been seeing this in the emergency center. That children are saying, "Make them stop! Make them stop!" Uh, they're hearing loud noises and they're experiencing hallucinations um, as part of this this flu. Uh, that is something very fascinating. The next time we have Dr. Mackis on, we can talk about that. Okay. Um, Teresa Tam tells Canadians to inquire about relatives' health status before gathering for Christmas. Oh, I see. Um, Grandma, are you vaccinated? Because if you're not, you and Grandpa aren't coming over for Christmas dinner. Is that it? Is, is, is it you want them to be vaccinated with the vaccine that doesn't stop transmission? Doesn't stop getting you COVID? Doesn't stop seniors from dying of COVID? Check out the death rates in the hospitals as Dr. Charles Hoff has done recently, as Dr. Shoemaker has talked to us about. Check out the death rates, who's dying, the vaccinated or unvaccinated in the hospital. So clearly this is a failed vaccine. But what Dr. Teresa Tam wants to do is put more, you know, problems between family members, right? More enmity, more trouble, more crisis, more separation of all of us from each other. Wow. Wow. You're pure evil, Dr. Teresa Tam. You're pure evil because you know that the efficacy of these vaccines is is negligent. Basically, after three months, that's why you keep wanting everyone to get your next booster. You know that sudden adult death syndrome is happening all over the place. And now we have children who have potentially been vaccinated and now dying of a normal flu. This doesn't happen. And you want to make an issue to make sure that your family members are vaccinated before they come for Christmas dinner. Oh, you're the biggest Christmas Grinch ever. God help you on Judgment Day. Toronto Sun. Okay, students told not to take pictures of a trans shop teacher. <laughs> So, this this guy continues to be a piece of work. Uh, I think he was only outdone by that rebel media guy, David Menzies, right? He sure did a good job. He had same kind of um, prosthetics. So, students, why do they not want them to take pictures, JT? Is that because they don't want this kind of stuff getting out and about and this being... Outed. So does this guy continue? Let me just push this. So while a trans teacher decision to wear large prosthetic breasts and blonde wig in front of high school students does not violate any rules, shouldn't it? Shouldn't that violate some rules? Maybe you need to look at your rules a little bit better, right? The same cannot be said for taking a photograph of this educator, according to the Halton District School Board. So thanks to the Toronto Sun for sort of outlining this controversial Oakville Trafalgar High School shop teacher, Kayla Lemieux, has taken her own world-famous blonde wig, shorts, and prosthetic breasts on the road to classrooms in several schools. So let me understand this. None of what this crazy person is doing, for whatever reason they're doing it, It doesn't really violate the rules. But kids, we don't want you taking pictures of her, him, him clearly. We don't want you taking pictures and those being disseminated because that's against the rules. You bunch of freaks. The, The asylum is being run by crazy people, and you teachers, principals, right in that close proximity of what's going on here, you're being made such fools of it's just disgusting really so in the UK MP Andrew uh, Bridgen says that leader of the British Heart Foundation has conspired to cover up research linking mRNA with heart complications so he's saying that the British Heart Foundation has conspired to cover up take a listen
2: Madam Deputy Speaker, it's also been brought to my attention by a whistleblower from a very reliable source that one of these institutions is covering up clear data that reveals the mRNA vaccine increases inflammation of the heart arteries. They are covering this up in fear that they may lose funding from the pharmaceutical industry. The lead of that cardiology cardiology research department has a prominent leadership role uh, with the British Heart Foundation, And I'm very disappointed to say that that he has sent out non-disclosure agreements to his research team to ensure that this important data never sees the light of day. This, Madam Speaker, is is an absolute disgrace.
1: Oh, man, what is going on? Cover-up after cover-up, the greatest PSYOP. It's no wonder that our friends and loved ones who don't really tune in to the other types of news that we bring you here on the show. It's no wonder they have no clue. Nobody's talking about this out there. You won't see it on CBC, CTV, or global, but the cover up, it's disturbing. They're hiding it. Why? Money, power, a depopulation agenda perhaps oh, that's just a conspiracy theory attorney testifies at the senator uh at senator Ron Johnson hearings how hospitals were receiving more money for admitting covid patients and treating them with remdesivir and putting them on ventilators we've the been transparency telling you that for is the key while.
3: to this whole thing whether that transparency can be put into bills and into various things in which you always need to do. This is my recommendation for a solution. You need to, and you do have the power to do this, because politically, how do you oppose transparency? How do you oppose outcome-based funding for hospitals? Mm -hmm. When those numbers are reported, so we have CMS data that showed in in Texas, 90% of the people put on ventilators died, 90% you have a better chance with Russian roulette, literally. Okay? Protocol. That's a protocol. So listen, protocol. and not only is it a protocol, but they get paid to do it a lot. When you get go to the hospital, you get tested, they get paid more. When you get uh, admitted for COVID, they get paid more. When they put you on remdesivir, they get paid more. When you get ventilated, they get paid more. When you die, they get paid more. This is perverse. We have incentivized the murder of patients rather than incentivized treatment. It's really easy. We just put that out in the public and say, hey, public, this election season, do you want us to incentivize hospitals to uh, have good outcomes? Or do you want us to continue incentivizing the murder of your loved ones? I don't know. Yeah,
1: I don't know. What should we do? Should we just keep helping psychopaths in the hospital get more money and kill people or should we do what's right for humanity and have good outcomes, honor the Hippocratic Oath to do no harm? What should we do? It's just so hard because you don't really, you don't get all that money if you do the right thing and they end up getting well and going home if you were to give them, ah, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and put them on some, you know, uh, high doses of vitamin D and quercetin Oh. The the doctors in my hospital had never heard of quercetin. <laughs> All right. Australia News reports about how Melbourne has started installing defibrillators outside of homes, making sure every resident has easy access to help.
2: Wow. North has become the first in Australia to roll out a life-saving street tool. Defibrillators have been installed
1: outside homes, increasing survival rates of cardiac arrests. A life-saving machine is now within walking distance for every resident in Reservoir.
3: Every home is now within 400 metres of, def- of a defibrillator and over 3,000 people have been trained in CPR.
1: 27 defibrillators have been rolled out at homes around the suburb, transforming the fifth deadliest area for cardiac arrests into the safest.
3: Sudden cardiac arrest uh, affect and impact almost anybody. Uh, It doesn't matter, it's not about age, it's not about gender, Uh, it is simply a killer across the board. Over
1: 6,500 sudden cardiac arrests occur in Victoria each year.
0: 80% happen in the home. CPR within the first six minutes is crucial. And coupled with a defibrillator, it increases survival rates to over
1: 50%. Start
3: CPR. Press, press, press. Just 11 months into the Australian first trial, it's already saved a man's life friends Of his were able to come over, know the DFib is here, and access the DFib while the ambulance were on their way. St John's are in the process of selecting the next
1: area to benefit from the program, but they are calling on the Andrews government to pitch in and provide funding to roll it out around the state.
3: We know it's going to save lives, uh, it is going to make a huge impact on communities.
1: Rochelle Brown,
3: Seven News.
1: Oh, hysterical. I mean, Create a situation whereby suddenly people are having heart attacks all over the place, and uh, sudden adult death syndromes happening. People are falling over. We have hundreds, thousands of videos now actually capturing such events because we're in such a video uh, prevalent world. And so, in order to combat all that is being done, well, we'll make sure that we have these things handy. Well, I guess it's better than nothing. But how about we don't cause the problems to begin with? That would be very cool. My website is Laurelin.tv and I just thank you so much. You can see yesterday's, um, oh, the day before's uh, interview with Dr. Trozzi, Dr. Uh, uh, Phillips from Ontario. These are also doctors and their lawyer was on. Fascinating, fascinating conversation about the price that doctors are paying for speaking out and what they're saying. Dr. Trozzi, Dr. Phillips, lay it on the line. What's going on with the vaccines? Ask yourself, if you still believe in these vaccines, ask yourself why doctors are, are willing to put everything on the line, uh, their reputation, their integrity, their careers, in order to sound the alarm about what they've seen personally, about what they've witnessed personally, the harms. Dr. Phillips was reporting on what was going on in Ontario. And what do they do? They try to take his license away. They try to completely silence him so that you cannot be warned. Um, This is the kind of programming that we do. And, you know, for our little team here, this is not a career. This is a calling. We do this because we think this is our hour to speak. If you like what we do, If you appreciate what we do would you take a moment you can go there there's an easy see that blue button right there Uh, well there's newsletter and then underneath i think a little bit farther down is the donate button so also sign up for our newsletter for sure we also have um, a box number box 48184 in new westminster that you could send a letter if you'd like Um, send donations that way and i appreciate all the christmas cards and books and different little gifts that uh, people send. Thank you very much. Um, We hope actually to get our own facility. We are seeing that we are not able to easily do meetings. We have many guests we want to bring into Canada and from the United States and potentially even from the UK to bring their good information to Canadians and we're finding, of course, that it's it's hard to get a venue. <clears throat> Once you do get a venue, people want to shut you down. And we have begun to have a dream. And that's a dream to have a facility whereby uh, we'll be able to speak and tell the truth about everything. And we'll be able to highlight those who are courageous in our world right now and have them come and speak to us. So. We are beginning that quest and search and dream. And if you'd like to support that initiative, you know, it's getting near the end of the year and some of you need a really healthy tax receipt. Perhaps you'd like to donate to our building fund. And uh, we'd be happy to talk to you about it personally. If you need more information, you can contact us right there. Um, All our information's on our website, laurelind.tv. Some of you, you know, this might be uh, a you know, a project that you think you'd want to invest in because you see it happening. Cancel culture. I mean, we experienced that. And uh, they tried to cancel culture us the other night. In fact, they had a letter um, stating that we're here. We're here protesting Laurel Lynn's Freedom Reign, um, you know, event because so-and-so is here and we haven't even heard of this person. So they're all confused. It's all right. We forgive them. I want to leave you today with something that Jesus said about the children. We're talking about the kids today and the world that we have ahead. Um, Oh, yes, we'll just mention um, about the gold and silver that uh, you can contact Steve Merrill at Sovereignize at Um, ProtonMail.com. Martin Armstrong did mention it today about he feels that it's, Probably going to escalate in price I believe he said like by 2025 so imagine if you're buying a little bit you're able to put some away Um, that could be a a tremendous increase it would also be something that won't corrupt or erode it's not like money that's meaningless pretty much right now Uh, they are saying not to keep money in your bank account do something with it so that's not me I'm just one blonde girl trying to make her way through life and figure out what's true and what's not true. I know that this is true. This is what Jesus said in Matthew 18. At the time the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child to him and he placed the child among them. And he said, truly, I tell you, Unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. Why? God thinks the world of kids, doesn't he? Is that because they're so innocent and they're so cute they're not full of guile yet like you get when you get a bit older. They're not full of the nastiness of this world. They're innocent and they believe you. They have faith. You know, if, if a child is told by his parents that you know, oh, that the tooth fairy came and put money under your pillow. What do what do kids believe? They believe that's true. I got a lot of coins from my teeth as they fell out. I believed it all, right? Bit disappointing. I won't say anything more unless kids are watching. Um, If anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of the things that cause people to stumble. Such things must come, but woe to the person through whom they come. Woe to those who would harm children. Woe to those who do not care about the preservation and the safety of kids. God help you on judgment day. If your hand or your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life maimed or crippled than to have two hands or two feet and be thrown into eternal fire. You know, that that seems very literal, but what Jesus is saying is, what's causing you to stumble? Is there sin in your life? It's better to do something radical Get rid of it. I would say if the computer's your problem, get rid of the computer. If, if your car takes you places you shouldn't be going, maybe you've got to limit yourself. Something needs to be done to draw us into a life of holiness, into a life of purity. And if your eye causes you to stumble, does your eye cause you to stumble? What you look at, what you pursue? We have a very dangerous world. It's dangerous for children. It's also dangerous for adults. There's never been a time where it's more important for you to make it right with God. Make it right. Tell him you're sorry for what you've ever done and ask him to help you to live a life of purity and wholeness and especially taking care of the next generation, those those who need us to show them the way. It says here, be careful lest you be thrown into the fire of hell for the things that are done. Watch yourselves, everyone. Make your life right. It's the only way to live. See you tomorrow. You know, it's not easy to deliver the truth of what our sick world is doing, but for some of us, we feel that we have no choice.